0: disappointment from my mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional bodies, cause I know that spirit guides me, and love lives inside me, that's why today I take life as a blessings family it is the ratchet righteous goddess herself them chakras make sure you follow the podcast anywhere you can find a podcast at d-e-m-c-h-a-k-r-a-s make sure you follow me over there on instagram for your motivational minute each and every weekday at d-e-m-c-h-a-k-r-a-s make sure you follow me over there on twitter where you receive way more ratchet than you ever would righteous at d-e-m-c-h-a-k-r-a-s hey y'all hey if nobody has told you today please let me be the first to say that i like you and i love you and family, we have a really amazing interview today Um, with such an amazing author, such an amazing mother, such an amazing social entrepreneur, Miss Shanta Jackson is in the building. And before we actually get into the interview, I wanted to kind of talk to you guys about journaling and just about life. And we're going to get into a couple of episodes about manifestation sometime soon. This really isn't too much on manifestation. This is more so on shadow work. And you guys know that I talk to you guys about shadow work. So very much, but shadow work has a lot to do with manifesting. So it all kind of this together. You guys know I'm all about making sure things equate. Um, Shanta Jackson is just such a dope African American black woman, you know, as we are single mother who is doing the damn thing. She actually wrote a book, um, by the name of the journal of a woman with lived experiences. Y'all, the journal of a woman with lived experiences. And it's a 21 day guided journal that actually has journal entries from Miss Shanta Jackson herself which I think is such an amazing thing to do because when you allow that vulnerability and you allow that transparency, what you do is you allow less space for secrets and you allow less space for shame. And shame and guilt are two things that I feel like Black women have a lot of. And I feel like we really walk around a lot of the time with the weight of the world on our shoulders, feeling like there are things in our life that we regret and things that we wish that we hadn't done. And instead of looking at them as life lessons and doing the shadow work and making those journals and figuring out the deeply rooted issues behind why we feel the way that we feel, in order to be able to grow and to evolve and to move on, we hold on to it. And I'm very thankful for the book that Ashanta Jackson has created, because what it allows women to do is to come clean. As long as you're willing to be honest about yourself and who you are and who you be and how you are in this day and age, it's a lot easier to evolve. And with a new evolution of self becomes an easier path in order to manifest. You see how that works together? It's an amazing thing. Um, I just wanted to, again, talk to you guys just about journaling and about shadow work and different shadow work exercises. Like this month in August, my shadow work exercise has been me trying to figure out why I can't sit down, why I really um, guilt myself and why I feel so much shame in actually sitting still when I feel like in my downtime, I should be doing something like all the time. I'm talking about all the time. If my son is with, you know, a family member, like when I have a babysitter or on my days off and it's not really until my body completely shuts down to the point where i'm like okay girl you need to like take a rest but each time revolves around me being in the emergency room each and every time i lie to you not um and that's since i was a little girl since i was a little girl i've always been in multiple extracurricular activities i've always done so very much and i've always just been on the go, like go 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 and if you ask either one of my parents or anyone in my family they'll tell you that christian is always trying to do something this girl is very active she's very animated she's always going going on my father was um changing my brakes the other day we were outside and he was giving me a refresher course refresher course excuse me on how to change my breaks is you know he was doing it we were doing it together and he was saying to me like you know the reason why your breaks probably look like this is because you're always on the go you need to sit the fuck down somewhere and it just it isn't in me and I I'm really trying to get to the bottom of that and why I feel so much shame and why I feel so much guilt and shout out to my mom who is such an amazing person who I'm actually going to have on the show sometime soon fingers crossed I'm trying to get um our mic set up and things together but shout out to my mom because my mom started going to therapy recently and and, and my mom doing her shadow work, um, her guided shadow work alongside her therapist, who was a dope black woman as well. Shout out to you, Queen. Um, And just the overall lessons and life lessons that she's learning. Um, she's teaching me things as well. I always feel like I can learn from my mother. I always feel like I can learn from the women of my family, just in the things that they've done in life and how I don't want to end up like, you know, like them. And not saying that they've done anything wrong in reference to how they've, you know, raised their children or done things, but I've watched them stifle themselves and to put themselves in so many different positions in life where things didn't go over well or didn't go how they wanted them to go. And then they end up being shortchanged. And one thing that I bowed to myself last year during this whole phase that I had in life is that Christian, you are no longer going to settle for a goddamn thing. It's not going to be a man. It's not going to be what you choose to manifest. It ain't going to be no amount of money that you were going to settle for in life ever. And you're going to stop feeling so much shame and so much guilt behind a lot of the things that you're feeling. And you're going to get to the bottom of it so i'm talking to my mother and my mother is telling me how she's in therapy and then the second thing that comes out of my mother's mouth will shock the shit out of me is Pooh? i have to apologize to you and i really just had to step back for a second like my what like like what what do you mean like what what do you mean you gotta what (laughs) um what do you mean you have to apologize to me she was saying the fact is though even in growing up, my mom was a do as I say, not as I do individual. My mother, although she was going, going, going a lot of the time, even with being on the police force and being a student resource officer after she retired from there and now being um a home detention specialist for, you know, inner city youth, even in that, my mother did sit down. A lot of the time. My mother did take days where she would just rest. And like my dad was the person who cooked. My dad was kind of like the homebody who like definitely like sat down, sat down. Um but my dad was more so like the um domesticated person in our household. Like he just, my dad has control issues as well. So my dad just likes things to be done a certain type of way. So on those days, my mother really just wouldn't do much. Like she would make sure like I got to the hair salon. She would make sure my brother got his hair cut, but then my mom would take time for herself. But in growing up, I could not do that. Like when I wanted to sit down, like even if it was just like to watch cartoons, like do, you know, don't you have something you could be doing? Or like, you know, why don't you go outside and play with your friends? Why don't you go socialize? Why don't you go read a book? Why don't you go write something? Um, if I had questions about things, my mother would be like, Well, go look it up. You need to write like, you know, a paragraph or two and get it back to me so that I can fully understand that you comprehend what it is that you taught yourself. So it, it was a lot. And although it raised me, um, and I've grown to be such a well rounded individual, at least in my opinion. It has also taught me that I have some deeply rooted issues in rest and how I don't rest like a lot of the time. I've been hospitalized for not resting where my body is just like, you know, it's become too much. I've been hospitalized for mental illness based on the fact as though I would not give my mind a rest and my anxiety, my panic attacks got the best of me. And I don't know if that's a story I've ever shared with you guys. Um, it's something that I've actually gone on Instagram live about. I don't know if I saved the live, but that is something that I've talked about, about how mental illness kind of came about um through my parents' divorce. But at that time, again, I was just trying to keep myself busy so that I didn't have to focus on the fact Oh, you know, my mom was moving out. It was a lot. And as I grew up, I realized that in order for me to like really um, heal from something or what I thought was healing or for me to, to kind of gather my thoughts, I would, just choose not to and I would just make myself busy with other things and I realized in that I made myself miserable like miserable like miserable it was so fucking bad you guys and as time went on as a child my dad um, my dad was a single father because I chose to live with my dad and my brother And I've said that multiple times. Um, my dad did get me into therapy eventually and I started going to therapy, not only with just my guidance counselor at the school, but there was a young woman who actually worked at my grandmother's school who was a counselor and she would see me, you know, like off hours. So I would do my student resource learning hours or whatever that's called at my grandmother's school, um, in the office. And then when it was like my lunch break or, you know, things like that, I would go spend time with my counselor. And, um, I've, I've been on medication. I've been on all those things, like, Lamictal, Wellbutrin, all that good shit. Um, and although it helped, it didn't help me deal with the issue. So, in talking to my counselor, she's just like, maybe you should start writing things down. You write really well. Um, I did spoken word for a very long time. I did poetry for a very long time. Um, I done just a lot of creative work in reference to writing. And so she was like, you need to channel that and you need to tap into that with these emotions that you're feeling and you need to talk about it. And if you're not going to talk to the person directly, then you need to write them a letter. And even in that, you guys, I was still so afraid that I would refer to my letters as to whom it may concern. And into to whom it may concern, I would pour my heart out in these journals. I'm talking about composition notebooks full of just, Letters, like letters to my ex boyfriend when I had a miscarriage at 16, letters to my mother after just times of just, you know, like when she was hospitalized. Just times where my father just was doing the fucking most when I came out as bisexual. Um, Letters to my aunt when she got sick. Just letters upon letters. Letters to family members when I felt like I was a black sheep and being disowned. Letters to my brother. Just these letters. And I really wish that I had kept those books. And I had actually burned those books. And a lot of those books um, during the time of my father's second marriage were actually lost in our move. I honestly think that my dad probably threw them out. Like he probably write him in and was like, nope, we don't need to deal with this shit. It's too dark. Let's get rid of that. But um, in all actuality, like in all honesty and in all seriousness, that is where I, I dealt with a lot. And journaling really did help me. And there were times where I would have to go back to my counselor and I would have to read these letters out loud. And she would say, like, do you feel comfortable enough to give these letters to people? And I'm just like, I don't know. Um, but I did give a letter to my mother during her time of being hospitalized. I finally gave a letter to my father, you know, a couple years after things had happened. Um, I finally wrote a letter that I was able to give to an expert. Friend of mine I finally wrote a letter to myself that after a very long time I could sit down and read without crying I wrote, I just I wrote so many letters and still to this day when I journal it is still to whom it may concern not that I can't deal with the um the onset of things it's not that at all what it is is that I find myself a lot less um a lot less afraid And a lot less scared to come clean about what it is that I'm feeling when there's not a name at the top of the page. You'll know exactly who I'm talking to in the matter, in the letter, but you will never know whom that letter is to unless I give that letter to them or unless you know the backstory of the situation. So that is how I journal, and that is how I deal with me, and that is how I deal with what goes on with me, and I am still to this day journaling and sending myself letters of to whom it may concern discussing why I can't sit the fuck down, and why I can't, you know, do things, and why... I I was so comfortable as doing as my mother said and not as she did and why I'm such a huge reflection of my mother a lot of the time it is a lot that comes with me and I thank you guys so much for the amount of love and the amount of generosity and the amount of care that you all give me and how you guys look up to me you guys say that I help you guys so much but what I want you guys to understand is that I am in no way perfect and I don't know who needs to hear that when it comes to me but I just would like to make that disclaimer now I am in no way near perfect I am no or where near, um, the, the face that you think that I am. The more that you get to know me, the more that you understand that I come with a lot. I come with a lot of trauma. I come with a lot of baggage, um, in which I am ridding myself of. I come with, I come with a lot. I come with a lot of insecurities. I come with, cause I'm a woman. I'm a black woman. I'm a black human being. I'm a black person. Um, and my race and my gender don't have nothing to do with it, but I'm human, you know, and humans have, have shit that goes, you know, on with them. And, and I'm an emotional creature. I am an empath who takes on the weight of the world sometimes even when it ain't my business i'd be feeling death you know when death happens i'd be feeling grief as as people grieve i'd be feeling anger and the shit ain't even my issue and i am still very much working on that but journaling is really how i tap into that and journaling is really how i deal with me and in my shadow work and in my journaling i pull no punches i am so raw and so real and so ugly in these journals i admit To my faults, and I just find that I can't lie to me on paper, you know? Like, I don't even feel comfortable with lying when the words come out of my mouth you know like there are times where I want to just you know like stretch the truth and I'm like you know you know what let me be honest that no that's not it this is it you know like sometimes I try to sugarcoat shit you know so that it doesn't hurt as bad with people but I realized again that I live in a lot less shame and a lot less guilt and I live in a lot less fear when the transparency and the honesty and the ruggedness and the dirty disgusting feeling of that shadow is apparent I walk with my shadow behind me me because my shadow is a part of me i do not ignore my shadow i do not step into the light in order to hide my shadow i do not try to disguise my shadow as something that does not i own my shadow i own the workings of my shadow and i ask that you consider doing so as well and as we go through this episode and as shanta gives us this raw and real realness and the gems that she drops, I ask that you receive her and the intent and in the enlightenment that in which she, you know, she's looking to reach you and I just ask that you open up your heart and I ask that you open up your mind and your ears, I ask that we resonate through your heart chakra and through your throat chakra and I ask that if there is some hypo or hyperactivity in that area, your throat chakra is where, you know, you receive the most communications, if that's feeling a bit off, I ask that you find something blue to wear, I ask that you find a pen with blue ink and I ask that you find some. Paper for you to write on and I ask that you start by writing a letter to yourself asking yourself for forgiveness for all of the dirty things that you have done and which you choose not to own up to I'm talking about the real and the wrongness, and it might not even be that you hurt anybody else it might be that you really hurt yourself write a letter of apology to you in blue ink with that blue item of clothing on and own it say it out loud as you write it and if you have to cry cry if you have to scream scream if you have to cross it out and correct yourself then do so but baby get real with you get raw with you baby get real and raw with you because in that in that do you find the most growth and the most light and the most life in being who you be unapologetically so in saying that let's get into this episode Peace and blessings, family. It is the ratchet, righteous goddess, herself, them chakras, and we are in the building with such a beautiful force. And I love to refer to women in general as a force and as an energy and as a light, because we are such beautiful people. Like there's something about us that just is a force to be reckoned with. And this woman here is amazing amazing at what she does, amazing at what she's created, as, as what she's manifested to help others in, in the business that she's created. She is somebody that is truly amazing. In the safe space this week, we have Miss Shanta Jackson. How are you, gorgeous? I
1: am well. I am grateful. How are you?
0: I am great. I am strong. I am amazing. I am doing well with everything that's going on in the world right now. Um, how have you been holding up during this pandemic?
1: Well, first, I like that you opened with your positive affirmations and so that's a, that's a good thing. Actually, I'm holding up pretty well. I was just telling someone today that um, unfortunately, I haven't had the opportunity to take a break. Mm-hmm. I know that some people have um, lost hours or lost employment and they have more like they had extra time on their hands and mm-hmm. that's not my case. And so I actually have to start setting some boundaries. Yeah. And 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 claiming back my time.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've I've actually done the same. It's been it it hasn't been rough in reference to kind of getting like acclimated to this, which is surprising. And being home so much, um, working from home was a big thing that I had to kind of adjust to. But actually, like being in the house wasn't that bad but you're right i definitely have to to take on that same responsibility to myself of blocking out time for me to just kind of get myself together meditation yoga and things are definitely great for me it's something that i always do but in really taking time for myself and maybe doing something that isn't necessarily routine is something that i i need to make more time for i can definitely relate to that
1: yeah and i actually run my business from home so i was working oh, yeah. from home pre covid But when you're working with other individuals who had to transition from the office to home, they have a hard time. They have a hard time with the meetings and everyone's like Zoom crazy. And then I went into like grind mode because I'm self-employed and I'm not. And so how basically I get paid once a month, like every 30 days I bill my clients and With COVID and just being a consultant and on top of COVID, things are kind of unpredictable. So I wasn't sure what was going to happen toward the end of the year. And so I have to forecast out. So I'm working really hard now in preparation for the fourth quarter of 2020.
0: Yeah, because that's, that's like this year went by really fast. Like I blinked and it's August. And now we're really coming up on the fourth quarter of the year. That is, crazy. that's crazy. That this year, even in being at home, this year breezed by. And it, yeah. there's, there's, wow. Um, before we actually get into the episode, um, and we talk more about your, you know, how why you have clients and what you actually do. The icebreaker that I have for every person that comes into the safe space is who you be? And that is aside from every role that you hold to anybody else being a mom, um, being an entrepreneur, all of those things just in you being you and who you are as a human being. Who who you be? Who are you?
1: I'm a leader. Yes. Um that's first and foremost. I'm a free spirit. I'm a spiritual person. Um I'm I, I am connected with God. I'm not religious. I I I receive messages and 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 signs often, and I acknowledge them, and so I communicate with God on a regular basis. Um, I'm beautiful. I'm yes. beautiful inside and out. I'm yes. I care about myself. I, I drink water. I'm aging gracefully. Yes. I'm I'm aware. I'm conscious. Yeah, you know, I love myself. All of <laughs> so, that. Yeah.
0: All of that. I love that. I love that. Is probably one of the strongest affirming statements we have ever had in our who you be session of this. I love it. I love it. I love it. So on top of who you be and who you are, what you do. So if you could just introduce yourself and let people know what it is that you actually do um, about your book, um, The it's the Journal of a Woman with Lived Experiences. And I am obsessed with that title. So if you could just kind of tap a little bit into what it is that you do and tap a little bit into the book before we get into the actual conversation.
1: Okay. So, um, I'm an entrepreneur, 100% self-employed. I have two businesses. One business, I have a consultancy agency where I assist organizations, groups, uh, and institutions with implementing socially conscious initiatives. So it could be a health topic. It could be related to education. It could be a social justice issue. And they usually have um, some funding, but they don't have the internal resources to assist with strategy implementation or sometimes just evaluate their work to see what it is that they did, if they did what they said they were gonna do and how effective it it was and if their participants and and the people they engage with, what do they think about it and are they satisfied or they're thinking about implementing something but they need a needs and strengths assessment completed. So they need someone like me to go out to do stakeholder and community engagement, to find individuals, to find community leaders, to find um, organizations that that they may want to collaborate with or that they may um, want more information about in in an effort to better serve them. So that's my consultancy agency. It's called Cause Engagement Associates. And um, that's my bread and butter. And um, and so my second business is Shanta Jackson, the individual, it's my personal brand. And so that's when I, and, and uh, earlier this year, I self-published my first book, The Journal of a Woman with Lived Experiences, a 21-day guided journal. And my personal mission in life is to help people to help themselves and others. Everything that I decide to do is socially conscious. Mm-hmm. I'm originally from Las Vegas, and um, I lived in Chicago, back to Las Vegas, and then from Las Vegas to, um, to Maryland. And when I moved here, I asked God, it was kind of almost kind of like an, like an agreement, please take care of me and if you take care of me i'll do whatever i can to take care of other people and by me saying taking care of other people it's just being myself whatever it is that i have a skill set to where i'm able to inform and educate and 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 create content and, and platforms and when i say platforms not necessarily social media per se but just provide opportunities for engagement, for learning opportunities. And, I have a, and I'm have, and i able to um, relate to a lot of different people. Yeah. And um, so yeah. my personal brand is what I'm doing right now. And this is actually a business for me. So me, I'm my own publicist, <laughs> uh, I self-published, I self-distribute my book myself, um, speaking engagements and different things like that that I'm working on to grow this side of the business
0: for my personal brand. And it's such a beautiful thing. I think that the thing that I appreciate the most about your brand in general is the amount of transparency that you that you have just in everything and how raw and real it is. And one thing that I speak a lot about is transparency and how the more transparent you are, the less room you have for guilt and shame. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people wear. Proudly and not necessarily that they're very vocal about it, but it's something that when they speak on things that they don't necessarily agree with with themselves, it's like they have no issue in admitting the fact that they don't feel good about something that they've done or something that's happened. And they just it, it seems almost comfortable with the fact that they would rather shield themselves from having to admit it rather than saying that, you know, I've made a mistake. And people are very open about admitting to mistakes, but not admitting to the growth that comes from that. A lot of people don't heal. They just kind of deal. And I think that that's kind of dangerous. So when seeing that you, you came out with not only this journal, just this journal, which is a, um, it's a guided journal, correct? Correct. So not only is it just a guided journal, you have journal entries within this journal as well. And that. I feel like is monumental and something that I don't see too many people do because what that allows people to see that there is somebody out here who is willing to admit, to whatever it is whether it be something you know simple or whether it's just tapping into your emotions a lot of people feel guilt in that as well that they're so impulsive with their emotions and as women i feel like sometimes we are impulsive with our emotions and we don't necessarily know why and it could be something that happened in our past it could be you know something that happened just in our demographic it's how we grew up this is normal to us so to see that somebody not only had this journal, but published this journal for other people to, to witness and to see that there's so much transparency and so much honesty there. I think it's a beautiful thing. I wanted to ask you why journaling, why did you start journaling? Why do you think journaling is so healthy? Why do you think it's so important for not just women, but for people in general?
1: I've always journaled, um, as a child, it was a diary. Um, in my adult life, and especially in my young adult life, but just in my adult life in general, I always journal. I have a journal every year, and I always destroy them. Okay. I've um, I've talked to other individuals, uh, women, most mostly women, um, where they they keep their journals, and then you know it becomes books, or you know they and they and they go back and they self reflect. And actually, my journal that I wrote in 2019 was the first journal that I I kept, that I have on record to my knowledge. And um, this particular journal, I knew it was going to be something special, but I just didn't know what, but my intent for this journal was to kind of like share just who I am as a person and my thoughts for my son. My son is 16 years old and um, as of i have one living grandmother and while i knew my grandparents and even my, my great grandparents i there's stories that are i have my experiences based off of memory and then there's stories that my 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 parents and family members tell me about my elders but who they were as an individual and, and how they thought and their philosophies and the, and the things they went through life personally, like their interpretation of their life, I don't have that. So I wanted to leave that for my son. So that was number one, the intent. And then I started to, um, so now it's like about September, October of, of 2019, I started reading my journal entries and I got embarrassed. And i was like oh because now when you start reading back and i started seeing a pattern as well and so now so journaling is a form of journaling is a form of self-assessment so that's one benefit so i'm looking back but but like i said i'm kind of embarrassed because i'm talking about dating and uh, relationships I'm like this is not something I want my son to know I and I was ash- yeah I was ashamed and I was talking to a friend um, actually it was a guy that I was semi dating at the time and I sh- and I shared one of my journal entries with him and I said you know what um, I'm thinking about throwing it away and he was like no don't throw it away that's a part of your legacy you never know you can like somebody might find that one day and, and you might be able to help someone or and then I started thinking and I was like, wait a minute, I am Shanta Jackson, the professional and I am going to be nationally known for helping people. You know what I'm going to do instead of me focusing on uh, doing speaking engagements and sharing content about my professional expertise, I'm going to publish a book about myself. Yeah. And it, it was just like an aha moment. And so that's how this uh, journal, this book uh, came to fruition. But I just mentioned that I already had the journal entries. So these journal entries were not written for a book. I later said, you know what, I'm going to write a book and pull my personal journal entries. And because of my background in health education and facilitation, I decided that it would be best to be a a guided journal. And I engaged with individuals um, on social media and I asked them, you know, should this be 360 360 days 75 days four days you know what it, what What should it be and most people said 21 days and I understand why they said 21 days because it said that if you do something consecutive consecutively ugh, consecutively yeah so if you do so, if you do something 21 days in a row it's set to be to become a habit yeah. and um, so that's why I chose 21 days but what I did is I went back and I read my journal entries. I have more than 21 journal entries, but uh, I read them and I assigned themes to them. And I said, hmm, this is the power of storytelling. These are positive affirmations. This is shallow thinking. This is allowing myself to trust someone else. This is balancing my end, um, my balancing um, my relationship with um, time and money, and just whatever it is that I read. This is life visioning. This is what this statement was, and um, and so that's how the book came about. And basically, um, when you were asking me, you know, who I be, who am I, I said a lot of positive things about myself and not to say that what i'm about to say is necessarily negative but i'm also very shy yeah. i'm very sensitive yeah. and i don't like to be vulnerable yeah. and um in my in the journal i share my first journal entry is the power of storytelling and i actually tell the story of because it's it's me demonstrating resilience and there's um uh, The reason that i share this particular story is because one i know that there are women who are currently in domestic violence situations where they're either being uh, manipulated controlled physically abused verbally abused Um, there's financial abuse isolation uh, you know various uh, factors or, or, or various descriptions with domestic violence but i know that they're going to that situation and if i can be where I am today and if I can walk away with literally nothing then so can you. So that's one reason why and I'll tell you about that story but that's one reason why I share it and then the other reason is again I talk about I'm single and I'm dating and I talk about dating in my book and I feel that the reader should know this part about me so that you can understand. Why I think the way I do so you can understand my lived yeah. experiences and my am my living uh, ever changing, evolving uh, thoughts as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's very healthy for especially women um, to see that somebody who is of your profession and somebody who's of your status and somebody who's doing so much and achieving so much is dating. This is possible. And I want women to stop feeling like when they reach a certain point in their life that there's not a partner available for them or because they haven't reached a certain point in their life, that partnership or companionship isn't deserved at this point. Now, it. It doesn't matter what the timing is when it comes about, it comes about. But in the meantime, in between time, as you're going through this process, you do have to grow and get to know yourself so that you can be a good partner to whomever it is. And so that you are a good companion because you have to first be good to yourself and you have to know yourself so that when somebody new comes into your life, they can be that accessory to you. They don't shape you. They don't mold you. They don't make you. They are literally somebody there to enhance and to to add to you and that you're not missing anything in the event that they leave. I think that everything that you've created, especially this platform, this journaling is really allowing women to tap into a lot of the facets of a woman of themselves. It's not just like you said about dating. It's not just about the financial independence. It's not just about, there are so many facets to women and to be able to do that in a 21 day time, as long as I feel like as long as a person is consistent with journaling, especially with this guided journal, they will grow to see a lot about themselves that they maybe didn't want to see. And that's one thing that I really Want, or I'm, you know, asking for you to touch on what advice do you have to a woman who is journaling but is lying to herself within that journal, like a woman who can't yet see herself in in these pages. She's she's writing and it sounds good, but it's not her. She wants this to be her. It's not even manifest. It's literally like. She almost doesn't want to own up to what she's putting down. And what advice do you have to a woman who's hiding behind those pages as well? She's not lying. It's just that in everything that she's saying, the guilt and shame is coming about, but she can't let it go.
1: You know what? I'm glad that you asked me that. That's a really good question. I would say um, it's okay. Everyone has their different stages of how they process information and process things about themselves. But this, the key thing is the self-reflection part. I actually, um, in my journal, when I'm telling my personal story of, of resilience, I even mentioned the fact that I forgot about it. And I, for the reason Mm -hmm. why I forgot about it, it could be memory suppression, because when you go through something traumatic, you, you, you just want your brain just to protect yourself. You want to forget about it. Right. But then also I had to admit to myself that I was lying to myself. Yeah. Um, and when you go back all you have to do is go back to your um, journal entry that you write, even if you weren't necessarily mm-hmm. being honest and, and it was a facade, go back, read that, and just have an honest conversation and dialogue with yourself. Is this really, and just ask yeah. yourself these questions, is this really who I am? Is this really what I meant? And if the answer mm-hmm. is no, or why did you say that? Just process, like literally have a, talk to yourself, have a conversation with yourself yeah. and then rewrite whatever that journal, that yes. guide is and say, okay, so I wrote This is what I wrote and acknowledge that mm-hmm. I have two, I, I I like to say, I have like two personalities. I have this, mm-hmm. um, this sometimes a uh, person with low self-confidence and with pride and with ego and, and self doubt. And then I have on my other shoulder, I have this coach, this life coach, this, this motivator, yeah. and it's all me. I'm all telling this, this mm-hmm. these, these things in my head. So, you have to kind of learn how to um like self coach and uh, like kind of like yeah. self therapy to you know talk to yourself and say wait a minute stop this is not true this is mm-hmm. i don't feel that i really don't feel that way or you know what i'm not going to think like that and so let me just start over so just start over and just be
0: honest with yourself yeah yeah and that it's okay it's so okay to have to start over more than once like you are you don't get it right the first time all the time i am the queen of having to go back to the drawing board because there are there are things that I just don't know you know whether just that something wasn't taught to me as a little girl or maybe that it was something that you know was done you know as a child that I saw so much of that I'm just like this is normal you know like this is what I grew up with so this this has to be the right way to go and in growing up I became uncomfortable I'm just like this isn't This isn't comfortable for me. I don't want to live like this. I don't want to walk in this light. This isn't me. The shadow work that I had to do a lot of the time had to do with my upbringing or it had to do with. Maybe me, you know, being in a relationship and something just didn't go right. And the more I tried to find the resolution in things, I'm just like, this isn't working either. And I used to beat myself up about it. Like, you know, why is it that you have to keep trying, you know, at the same thing all the time? And I wasn't trying the same, trying to get the same outcome. I wasn't going insane. I wasn't trying to drive myself insane. But what I was trying to do is that I was trying to resolve the issue without first dealing with resolving me and the issues that I had with myself. I can't do anything in reference to being good to anybody like I couldn't be a good daughter I couldn't be a good friend I couldn't be a good partner to anybody until I dealt with the things that I had to deal with even if it involved other people because here I am trying to express I guess how I'm feeling or what I'm dealing with um, with other people who are involved in the same situation you know we're involved in this conflict together but I can't verbalize I can't put the words together I don't know how to explain it And I realized that it was because I hadn't sat and I hadn't talked to myself yet. I hadn't been that coach. Like, no girl, this is what you're feeling. And even in that I had to come to the point of admittance, like, okay, yes, this is how you're feeling. And there's nothing wrong with feeling this way. There's nothing wrong with feeling whatever you're feeling. It's when you're feeling down or when you're feeling low and then you live in it, that is when the depression comes about. That is when the low self-esteem comes about. And that's when the dangers come about in life. Shadow work is a process. And I feel like, the more that you, the more that you journal and the more that you write it down and the more that you reflect, reflection is so important. The more that you reflect on things, the, the, not even the faster, but the greater you'll grow. And it's not about speed. Don't rush it. You know, like if you're 30 and you're not married and you don't have kids, there's nothing wrong with that. There, take your time, you know, run its course and really write it down. Be that coach. Like, like Shanta said, be that coach on your shoulder and also be that part of you. That's ugly. You know, like, have both of them looking at what it is that you're doing and consult with those parts of you so that it's honest at the end of the day, you know, just stop lying to yourself. Stop lying to yourself. There's no good in, in lying to yourself. And the woman that hides behind her words and in reference to not really showing face to that, it becomes a representative, and you have to always live in that until you become honest with you. And you miss out on so many blessings that way because the blessing's not meant for that person, it's meant for you. you're kind of walking around with this facade. The more that you go through your life, and I know that you said that you keep journals, the more that you have, you know, journaled, you know, past your, I guess, I wanna say like the first part of your enlightenment. Is there anything that you're still working on that you feel like you you haven't yet got it together? Like, you know, it's still not clicking almost in any part of your life.
1: Um, Not to necessarily say that it's not clicking yet, but there. So everything in my uh, journal, all of the topics I'm still working on. Mind you, okay. I just published this in 2020, so I just finished this yeah. journal at the end of 2019. So, and then all of a sudden, I'm sharing it, and and I, and having to process through and um, go through different emotions because these are actually my words that I'm reading and that I'm sharing yeah. with people. Um, but to, so I'm looking now at my table of contents. Um, and actually i have like this little um well i have a campaign going on right now where i'm releasing excerpts of uh, each journal entry for 21 days in a row and um i definitely so allowing myself to trust someone else that's something that i'm um open to, but I'm still working on it. I'm well aware that before I can trust someone else and bring someone else into my space, I have to know who I am. Um, I have to be able to, um, trust that I'm, that I'm making the right decisions for myself and not to second guess myself. Right. Um, but I, but, but in doing that, I have to know what my vision is for myself. Um, when it comes to relationships, not just intimate relationships, but relationships in general, healthy relationships, there's trust, communication, respect, right? So I have to define what I think, what I think a healthy relationship is, what I imagine a healthy relationship to be with other people. And so that way, when it, when the opportunity presents itself, you know, I can communicate that right. And, um, and then even just love, everyone we communicate we have different experiences and life lessons um with love whether they're positive or or negative and we as adults have to take the time to reflect and say you know what what is love to me what is love to me how do i th- express love how do i want others to communicate love with me and then when when you when it is time when you're dating that's a good question right there how do you what's your definition of love how do you communicate one person may like gifts another person may like compliments and so you're communicating with that person because you could because you've taken the time to understand yourself right so you're communicating with that person how you want to be loved and that person can communicate with you and then you you all can um, can can give that exchange you um, you know, with love and, and with that communication, that trust, and that friendship. But there's things that you have to do, you know, to work on yourself in the inside. And one thing that I recently um, started to ask myself is, what did my t- what did my parents teach me about love? Not necessarily what they said or didn't say, which that matters. I I recall. Um, I don't recall many. many um, discussions or conversations with my mother or any other women in my life about relationships and love and how a person should treat you and things you should look for what are some um, you know yellow flags red flags orange flags and you know and how you know how a person should treat another person and what is respect I necessarily didn't have those conversations even though I came from a healthy household but what I learned for me my so neither one of my parents have ever been married I have no childhood memory of my parents ever being together and however um, my father so my mother was always independent she dated she had boyfriends um but we never like moved into a man's house or anything like that we' have, we've always stayed in, we've always stayed in our apartment. Um, and my dad was always around every childhood activity he would take me to pick me up on Saturdays Um, if it wasn't him it was his sister he was very very involved picked me up from school helped me with homework he always stayed close to me and near but he never lived in the house with me and so I and so present day I could literally I can date long distance I could um, all of the men is something that they all it's something about me. I don't know what it is that I give off, but um, men like to um, provide for me. Um, so that's not not an issue that I have. I mean, you have like little you know, little stragglers here and there, but for overall, that's not, like, that's not an issue. I need someone that I can trust and respect that I love and all that good stuff. But there are certain things that based off of their actions based off of our relationship, based off of the structure that we had me going to my dad's house, me going to my mom's house. I don't necessarily, I've only lived with one man in my life and that was my ex-husband, my son's father. And, um, I, so I am comfortable and I know this about myself. I am comfortable being alone and I am comfortable with seeing someone, you know, sometimes I like the idea, of being in a relationship and being with someone, but when it actually comes to that, like that extra, so so like you said, what are some things that I'm working on? When it actually comes to the commitment part, like, okay, I'm going to really do this. It's it's like this wall, this block. So that's what I'm working on right now to like, okay, Shanta, be vulnerable, uh, trust someone, let someone in, but at the same time, I'm patient. And like you said, I'm not, I'm not on a time clock or anything like that. And so this is, but at the same time, this is my one life and I'm growing and I'm evolving. And one of the things that, um, so when I was 19, my, um, my boyfriend had five children. I was a freshman in college. I met him second semester of my freshman year. I married him when I was 21. So I'm, I'm in, so I'm an undergrad. I'm 21 years old with five stepchildren and my dad told me that I was going to outgrow him. And um and my dad didn't come to our wedding um and so that's the unhealthy relationship and that's that uh story of resilience that I share in my first journal entry. But because of that experience, fast forward now, I'm I pay attention to signs and I can like, I don't like controlling. I don't like people to ask me where where I'm at, where I'm going and why I didn't call them back and you know, certain things like that. Um, So I acknowledge this and I know this about myself, Um, but it's my one life and I'm growing. So back to what my father said, you're going to outgrow him. So now I'm paying attention to like, I, I like you now and I want to accept whoever I'm with. I want to accept you for who you are right now not for who I think you could be or with the potential that you have. And so right now it's like, I'm paying attention. Is this someone that I can grow with? Is this someone like I'm in the next, hopefully COVID will be over. But in 2021, these are my, my international travel plans. Can you come with me or, or are you someone that, that we can, we can merge our lives with and, and, and grow together with right. So I'm acknowledging all of that and these are the conversations that I'm having with myself and and now with you and whoever else is listening. Um, but yeah, so those are some things that that I'm working on and those are some things that I journal about in my book. And the format of the book is I introduce a topic and I tell you why. So like how I just explained to you the importance of, you know, trusting yourself before you can allow someone else in and, and before you can trust that person or even expect for that person to trust you. So I explain the topics and why I think they're important. And then I share my personal journal entry. And then after that I provide a prompt for the reader and I actually leave space in the book for the reader to write. Um, so for example one of the um prompts i'm looking at my 12th journal entry staying true to yourself Um, i ask you what are the pros and cons of being single what type of relationship or relationships do you have now does it or or do they align with your self-worth standards and desired quality of life moving forward what should you be more mindful of when it comes to the relationships Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. to your happiness, happiness. And so this is, these are questions that I ask you and these are the guides and I leave space in the book for
0: you to write. Because you're not planning for potential. That is, that is a, huge lesson that I feel like so many people have not yet learned that you cannot plan for potential. You cannot plan your life. You really have to live in the now. You have to own these moments because what we have been conditioned, and it's, it's very traditional, we've been conditioned to believe that you're going to grow old with someone and that there's this future ahead of you and that you have to set the foundation now so that it all makes sense in the long run. No one knows what the long run looks like. You just don't know. The only thing that you can really focus on and own is yourself. And when you stop planning for the potential of people, whomever it may be, when they come into your life and you accept them for who they are now, but you again, pay attention to those red flags, you pay attention to those yellow flags, those green flags, when to throw in the flag, when you pay attention to all of these things, it allows you to live a lot lighter. And in being a free spirit, I am right there with you. I don't, I don't have a commitment issue. I can commit just fine. My issue is within the commitment, the limitations that come with committing to someone and how at times I don't want to compromise. I I suck at compromising sometimes, especially when it comes to me just wanting to get up and go. I'm a get up and go individual and not necessarily like, you know, I'm packing up all my things and I'm just leaving. But like I get impulsive sometimes, like um, I might just want to go on a road trip for the weekend. It's not really all that planned, but you know, like I want to get up and go and I don't want to be with somebody who's just like, well, why can't we just stay here? And it's an all the time thing or somebody who's just like, well, why do you always have to be on the go all the time? Why do you have to go somewhere all the time? You know, why do you have to do? And it's just because there's so much life that I haven't seen yet. There's so many things that I haven't done. And if I sit down and I think about it too long, I get antsy. And if I have the resources now and it's not going to hurt me any, I'm going to go do it. And I realize that as a free spirit, sometimes even my family, they tell me all the time, like, Christian, you're very busy. Like, you're just a busy person. And that's my, that's my shadow, shadow work. Now, that's what I'm actually journaling about now. Why I can't sit down. Like, why I can't rest. Why do I have issues with not being able to to deal with the fact that when nothing has to be done, that nothing has to be done. Like, why do I get anxiety feeling like I have to plan for the next thing when I don't know? Like, if all the dishes are washed, all the clothes are done, if my child is fine, if my work is done, all the projects are... Why do I still feel like I need to be doing something? I have been hospitalized for not sitting still, like for literally not giving my body a rest. I had the fully with 13 and I was like, can I go to school? Like, can I, can I go? I chilling cheerleading practice. I have Girl Scouts. Candy. My mom's like, you're going to die if you don't sit still. And I'm just like, well, no, I have stuff to do. So that's where I am in my life now. And I think that it's really really such a huge thing to to have those prompts for somebody who doesn't necessarily know. Not everybody has reached a level of enlightenment like Shanta or myself, where we kind of know where to touch on, you know, like, and it comes from journaling. It comes from just tapping into your life where you find those things for somebody who really kind of needs the starting point. This journal, this guided journal is going to assist you with that because what people tend to do is they try to plan a conversation with themselves. Like, okay, I need to deal with this and I need to deal with this or let me prioritize this. Like this is top priority. When in all actuality, what you then do is make healing a responsibility. You make it a chore when it doesn't have to be. This is supposed to be something that comes naturally to you. This is supposed to feel good. It's supposed to not even necessarily bring you, you know, overall happiness, but this is supposed to, uh, to assist you with becoming content with your life and to not be so unhappy and to not feel like you're walking around with the weight of the world still on your shoulders. You have things that you have to deal with and it's not saying that this makes you any less of a person or any less of a you know of a woman or anything like that. It's saying that you might have really missed something because you are going, going, going when you sit down and you allow somebody to assist you for a second because this is assistance if I've ever seen it. Somebody has really mapped out a lot of the things that are universal almost especially as women as a black woman a lot of what Shanta talks about is a universal feel we all just live it differently but what she has created is a prompt and a guide for you to be able to sit down and to say and honestly if you feel like you have to jump through the book then you know do what's best for you but I honestly advise that you really just open up the first page and go with the flow let your inhibitions down for a second and allow somebody to assist you in a way that is going to really help you get to that golden hour in your life where you just like, this makes sense. When it didn't make sense, this now makes sense. And I can deal with this. This might show you that maybe you need to go talk to somebody else. Maybe the journal, uh, you know, uh, enlightens you to go talk to a therapist because this is a little deeper than, you know, Mm -hmm. than what a journal can handle. Maybe you need to go get a composition notebook that, you know, goes hand in hand. It coexists with the journal because the prompt has allowed you to tap into something else with you. Shadow work is so important and somebody has given you the guide to start. There, She's done that for you. Do not settle for the idea of having to prioritize your healing. You don't have to do it. You can literally allow yourself to to let your shoulders down. Get yourself, if it's a glass of wine, a cup of tea, a bottle of water, sit down for a second. The world will be here and journal and write it down. When you write it down, like honestly, when you write it down in its honest uniform attire, you can't run from it because now it's here. And even if you put the book down and you walk away from it for six months, something in you is going to make you want to come back to this book because you haven't dealt with you. And this is a conflict within yourself that you're going to want to get to the bottom of because you're nosy. Every woman is nosy about them. They We want to know more because there's so much to us. We have so many facets of life to us. It's in there. It's in there and you'll get there. And because you might not know what to do, go get the book read the book. Even if you don't, if you don't pick the book up and instantly start, you know, getting into the prompts, read the book all the way through so that you know what you're getting yourself into, but don't run from it. Don't, don't put it down and don't say, okay, you know, like I'll get to this later. No, read the book if, if in its entirety, if necessary, but get that pen and keep that pen closed and do it, do it when it feels right. Do it when you have some free time, do it when, let's say maybe you read the prompt and then you go about your day and you kept the journal in your purse and something happens throughout the day. And now you feel the need to record. Sometimes things inspire us. So definitely if you don't know where to start, if you don't know how to prioritize your healing in reference to the fact that it's important, I say that get this guided journal and start here. And even if you do know what to do with yourself and you do know where to start, this is still good because you might've missed something. I love the fact as though, when black women come together, magic happens. And this is something so magical because what she's created is the opportunity for you to tap into parts of you that you probably didn't know maybe needed a little bit of assistance. It might not need anything. You might be writing in a problem and be like, oh no, this part of me, like I'm good. You know, like I can maybe learn something new, maybe learn a new skill or two, but you know, like this part of me, this emotional part of me is cool this financial part of me i got that you know owning up to my stuff you know owning up to myself i'm coming around to that and there might be a part of you like girl i ain't even know i had to deal with that i i completely forgot that this happened to me when i was 25 or 26. this is a guided journey it is it's a guide and it's it's going to become a part of your routine and it's not a chore it's not it's not a mandate it's not an obligation but you're gonna literally Walk around with this thing hand in hand, as long as you hold the oath to you that you want to be better. This is a book to help somebody who has these lived experiences. Like Shanta said, she's a woman with lived experiences. This is a book that's going to help you get it together. It's not going to fix everything. Nobody is saying that this is going to be the tell all, you know, like this is going to, this is going to be what, you know, gets you to that point. But this is the best assistance that you can have. You need to do yourself a favor. And if you don't know where to start, even if you do go get this guided journal, I'm telling you, this is a golden, this is a treat for any woman who really needs to, and I'm not just talking about black women, but black women, we need it right now. Like you see what's going on in the world you see the things that are happening and we have so much time at home right now. I can only imagine. I don't know if Shanta's feeling the same thing that I'm feeling, but like she said, blocking out that time. What I'm also realizing is that the more time I have at home and the quiet time that I have, the more I start to think about things. And when you don't have too many thoughts on your mind, because now you have all day to filter through things, your memories start coming back and you're just like, I, I kind of didn't want to think about that. You know, like, I, I kind of buried that for a sec because I didn't want to deal with it then. Um, and it, it starts to show face. And now that it's shown its face, don't bury it again. Deal with it. Show yourself. Like, own yourself. And in that ownership, when it all comes to light, baby, you're going to feel so much better. So much better. Is there anything else that you want to, just talk to women about or to share with women or to share with anyone. Um, I do have one other question for you, but I did want to give you time because you are so transformational and motivational and inspirational. Is there anything that you just kind of want to gift to people? Um,
1: talking particularly to black women and um, women of color, but black women in, in particular, we are leaders and Mm -hmm. think about history people have depended on us to raise their children to keep their households together to run their businesses women have were entrepreneurs um think you know even back to look at the strength of of harriet tubman right um Mm -hmm. her husband told her that if she's, if she said, her, if she said, yep. if you, you said again, say you can escape one again, I'm going to tell, yep. and he was a free man. Right. Yep. But just mm-hmm. think of the resilience of black women. Right. And so, and, and just even your personal goals and the things that you want to achieve, you have to be mentally there. You, you, you yep. emotionally there and then even socially journaling also helps you with your mm-hmm. relationships as well. And it helps you to communicate with people better. It helps relieve uh, stress and anxiety. Uh, it helps you to have a better personal understanding of yourself. And even if we think we have it all together, we we are human beings. We grow and we evolve and we change. No one is the, never is ever the same as they once were. We're always growing, um, and we're always changing. And the thing is, we want to be able to change for the better. That's what we're focusing yeah. on: changing for the better. But 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 yeah. but black women you are leaders and we need you Mm -hmm. now we need each other and we need to be supporting Mm -hmm. each other but we need to prepare ourselves mentally to be able to do this just um uh, just imagine the attack or the attacks that are happening Mm -hmm. but at the the same time there are a lot of women leaders um, who are stepping up on the international scale um, nationally, yeah, locally, within our communities, within our organizations, if you're a teacher, I mean, you don't necessarily have to have the title, uh, uh, the actual title of, a of the leader to actually be a leader. And so right. let's position ourselves and let's work on ourselves and let's be able to pass on our knowledge and our ways and the things that we learn about ourselves to the, to the young ladies and to the girls. But that are coming up behind us it doesn't necessarily even have to it could be your family member great it could be your child it could be your god your um your godchild it could be you know any whatever if you're in a mentoring program but we need to be able to pass down wisdom and knowledge and experience and and coping skills and and different things down because it's not fair it's they're not going to learn it in the public education system they're not even learning it in the private school system and we have to like i said i have i don't recall any conversations with my mother or any women in my life about womanhood not to say that it wasn't demonstrated not to say that i didn't receive love but we need to be more conscious and more intentional And so, um, so so. that's the, the message that, that I kind of want to send out. And that's where I'm at. Um, if you, if you research me, if you follow Mm -hmm. me on social media, I have a YouTube channel every Saturday. I Mm -hmm. yes, every Saturday I record live, um, conversations. They're unedited. So I stutter, fumble and all that good stuff, but I'm bringing in, so we're talking about, um, issues of, um, social and emotional wellness, physical wellness, but then also uh, social causes, social issues, such as education, the school to prison pipeline, uh, the, the legal system and, and injustices that are occurring. So we have these different conversations because that's, you know, who I am, but you'll notice that I uplift other women. And, and I, and I meet people and I make connections. And then nine months later, 12 months later, three years later, There's always an opportunity. And I say, you know what? I recall this person. Let me contact her and see if she's available Mm -hmm. or this would be a good or this is a good resource for her. And um, so you could just ask about me. That's what I'm about. And um, yeah. So just to say that, you know, that's what we all should be, you know, working towards to, but we have to work on ourselves first and we have to build our foundation and then whoever we choose to associate with, as far as our personal circles and friends, associates, our lovers, um, we need to 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 be conscious and wise and intentional about the, the, you know, the energy that we, that we share and that we transmit and with whom.
0: Very much so, very. Much So I think that that overall, that duality and that that just overall connection that we need in reference to being independent, but being dependent as well. And to have that circle and to have that communication and to just have the space to 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 just thrive and to empower and to love and to just be enlightened and to receive the messages from people like Shanta and even myself. Um, But Shanta has such a, a huge background of just overall help. Like that is what she does. Like she is a person who helps, she inspires and she helps you to transform, not just through motivation, but just through being relatable and to just be somebody who it's not just saying, you know, I can relate to her. It's the transparency of her. It is the honesty of her. It is the gift. That She is created. And I just want to say to you, goddess, congratulations on your project and on this book and on all of your multiple endeavors and your business and how you are thriving and doing so many different things. So if you could just plug yourself and let people know where to find you, I'm going to put all the links below you guys, but I want her to be able to let you guys know where to purchase the book and just your YouTube channel and all of those things. Where can the people find you on social media?
1: So visit my website, ShantaJackson.com. My book is only available at Shantajackson.com and all of my social media handles, including my YouTube my YouTube channel, is at the bottom of my website page. You can follow me at theShanta Jackson on Instagram and Facebook and my my Twitter account. I I, I need to work on that, but it's at ShantaTweets. Um, but like I said, I'm working on that one, (laughs) but, um, yeah, follow me, um, engage with me, um, my contact information, as far as my email address, if you're interested in And hosting a book discussion with your friends or with your family or with your organization, or even some type of programming. Like I said, my background, I am a facilitator, so we can facilitate some conversation and maybe um, some journal entries together. We can create a program if you're interested, but again, shantajackson.com.
0: Perfect family. I thank you guys for coming and for just being and sitting in on this discussion and just all of the amazing things that Shanta has shared with us guys. Remember to go purchase her book. Um, again, I'm going to put all of the links below so that you guys are able to tap in with her and to spend some time. I definitely want you guys to go check out, not just her website, but that YouTube channel so that you guys can subscribe and to receive those messages and those lessons and the conversations that are had. Um, You guys know that I love you. Um, You guys know that you can follow me at D-E-M-C-H-A-K-R-A-S on all platforms. If nobody has told you today, please let me be the first to say that I like you and I love you. And I will talk to you beautiful people next week. Thank you. Thank you.